Welcome to Northern Ag Network On Demand. If you like this program, we'd sure appreciate your comments on the show. Feel free to suggest to us if you've got news or stories you think your neighbors in Northern Ag Network country would benefit from hearing. We'd also like to take a second to thank BNSF Railway for sponsoring our program. BNSF Railway has been partnering with farmers for over 170 years. We thank them for the partnership. Enjoy the report. Good afternoon, everybody. Coulter Brown here from the Northern Ag Network with our noon market report. Well, we had a great time at the Soil Health Symposium in Billings this week. It's fun to see how much that event has grown. 420 people in attendance, a sold-out crowd, and it seemed to me like more farmers and ranchers were there this year. There's sure been a lot more focus on soil health and regenerative agriculture in recent years. I asked soil health specialist Jay Fear from Bismarck to walk us through those soil health principles and the steps producers can begin to take. I like to start with a cover on the soils. And then once we have cover in place, then we can take a look at disturbance. And so how do we start to minimize disturbance? And then diversity, so plant diversity. The fourth item is a continual live plant. And that usually means something more like a cover crop. And then I think take a look at livestock integration. And this week, the Montana Farm Bureau held their calling on the capital event in Helena, 40 members attended. One of those was Casey Mott, a rancher from Custer and District 4 director for Montana Farm Bureau. I asked Casey about the bills they were advocating for in Helena, and he mentioned two bills dealing with water to revise judicial administration of water rights and the water right permit and change process. Casey also said they opposed the country of origin placarding bill. It's something that I don't think is in our best interest, mainly because of the burden of responsibility is on the grocers to do the placarding. And if they don't know where this beef is coming from, then they're going to label it uh, origin unknown, which I think is even worse than nothing. That bill was tabled by the House Ag Committee this week. Stay with us. We'll be back for more after this. Farmers and ranchers work hard, no matter the season. So BNSF never stops working for Montana's farmers and ranchers. Each winter, we face high winds and drifting snow. BNSF takes extra precaution to ensure freight is delivered safely to destination. We prepare for every storm with equipment positioning, people, and resource coverage. A heartfelt thank you to our crews who work tirelessly and relentlessly to move Montana's high-quality products, no matter the season. This is BNSF. Seems like the weather is always top of mind. First thing we ask about when we get together and often our last prayer at night. But do you ever get beyond the weather with your neighbor? Ask how they're really doing? We can't control the weather, but we can help each other weather the storm. Mental wellness isn't something we're used to talking about, but it's more important than any forecast. If you know someone that needs a hand dealing with farm stress, head over to beyondtheweather.com. That's beyondtheweather.com. Well, there's still time to get your Census of Agriculture forms filled out. This week, the National Ag Statistics Service statisticians from Montana and Wyoming and Regional Director Roger Ott stopped by our office. Roger said they need producers to respond because the data is used by policymakers across the country, and it's especially important this year to reflect the reality of the high-cost environment we've been operating in. It's really important to go ahead and complete that census of agriculture form for those producers that haven't responded yet. For those that have, we thank you. It's important data. It helps farm and ranchers. And the data is going to be used in the future 
when looking at the future farm bill. It's used by industry. And this year, more than ever, it's important to share that information of what's going on in rural America, what the impact of drought and increasing input cost is having on our farmers and ranchers. And it's important that the public knows what's going on in rural America. Well, a number of ag events happening across the region the next week. Today in Glendive is the 45th annual Gate Show, where vendors are showcasing new products. Then next week in Billings, Thursday through Saturday, is the Mate Show. This evening at Fairmont Hot Springs, the Montana Farmers Union Women's Conference kicks off, and attendees will get to hear Courtney Kibblewhite as the opening speaker. Then next week, Wednesday the 15th, the Beaverhead Conservation District and MSU Extension are holding their winter seminar in Dillon to explore local producers' agricultural practices and their challenges and successes in engaging the next generation, where Taylor Brown will serve as one of the speakers. They ask that you RSVP for the event by Monday. I was a bit surprised to not see better performance out of the cattle futures today with box beef increasing and cash-fed cattle moving higher. Still waiting on more cash trade, but we have seen dress sales 3 to 4 higher from 253 to 254 and live trade up a dollar from 158 to 161. That resulted in just small increases for the live cattle futures. April up 17 cents at 163.80, June at 159.57 up a nickel. Feeder cattle were pressured by corn bouncing higher with the March contract down 55 cents at 186.27, April at 190.35 down 37 cents. A big feeder sale at Billings Live yesterday with a higher market for both grass weight feeders and larger cattle as well. Low five weight steers predominantly from 235 to 245, a high at 255. Upper five weights 210 to 222, six weight steers 195 to 210, seven weights 185 to 195, and eight weights 179 to 189. Whitcup Angus held their annual sale at the Glasgow Stockyards yesterday, where 82 yearling bulls averaged 48.32, that's 35% above last year's sale, and 80 commercial open heifers averaged 15.24. And feeder lambs at the Newell Sheepyard sold more than $30 higher this week. 60 to 80 pound lambs bring in 180 to 198, 80 pounders from 170 to 180, and a big group of 90 pound lambs from 150 to 167. Ewes were 10 to 20 higher with the bulk from 83 to 86. In 1988, National FFA changed their name from Future Farmers of America to the National FFA Organization to represent the growing diversity and opportunities in FFA. National FFA membership just surpassed 800,000 members with over 6,000 from Montana. Hi, this is Brighton Lane from Huntley Project, currently serving as your Montana FFA State President. Whoever you are, whatever you want to be, there's a place for you in FFA. Check out your local chapter or visit FFA.org for more information. Support returned to the wheat market today, particularly the winter wheat getting back to its highest level since late November. That March KC hard red winter wheat contract back above $9, gaining 29 cents today to 908. The May hard red winter wheat up 27 at 895. In Chicago, March soft wheat 24 cents higher at 781, May up 23 and a half at 791. Spring wheat for March 10 and three quarters higher at 928, May up 11 cents at 921. March corn today 7 and three quarters higher at 678, and soybeans for March up 19 and a half cents at 1538. And some big movements on the cash grain prices from Portland. Well, Pro Winter Wheat up 27 cents from 1031 to 1041. 14 Pro Spring Wheat 9 to 11 cents higher from 1007 to 1008. Soft White Wheat from 850 to 855. 
That's going to do it for this afternoon's Market Report. I'm Coulter Brown, Northern Ag Network.